Hello, everyone, and welcome to Bloomscast. My name is Seth, a.k.a. Phantasma Blooms, and I'm coming to you pre-recorded from the Observatorium. As always, I thank you for tuning in tonight. So, before I get started, I want to preface this by saying I am so, so sorry that this is coming out on a Monday instead of a Sunday. You know, I know what you're thinking. You're probably wondering, where's this good Good bit of information of which you wish to provide upon us. You know, I'm waiting for this weekly update. And genuinely, it has been such a busy past couple of days. I've hardly been able to keep my head on straight, especially this past weekend. And so I wanted to change. And like this is leading into my second apology. Originally, I wanted to do a podcast about cybersecurity, you know, talking about scammers, things to look out for, you know, especially in the content creator space as you start growing, you know, what kind of uh, kind of auto copies you're going to see where people are going to be like, oh, you know, I want to be friends. Come, come tell me about your streams. And then, you know, end up trying to get sell you on a commission for something you didn't even ask for. But... <laughs> It's happened to me a lot here recently. We actually had somebody in the server not too, too long ago that we had to ban out because they were absolutely just showing up in people's DMs from my server. Like, hi, do you game? Which, that's, that's like the weirdest thing to ever approach someone on. But that's beside the point. Okay. I wanted to do that security podcast episode. And I was going to do that. But as of Thursday, when I usually do these live... I ended up staying at work until 9 o'clock, and I ended up, you know, getting home so late that I just ended up passing out, and it was, it was exhausting, you know, and the worst part of it was, I, I was setting up a couple of machines for one of my users, he had emailed me right before, like, about 2, 2.30ish, and was like, hey man, uh, can I get two laptops. I, I don't need any security software or anything. like. Actually, I don't need anything on them except Excel. So if they have anything on them, can you wipe them? And it's just like, I absolutely can make things happen, but I usually don't, as all of you probably know, I usually work from home on Fridays. And to ask me for two machines that he needed 8 a.m. on Monday, I was just like, bro, what? Like, I don't ha- I don't carry spares like that. I have a couple of spares for the company if, God forbid, somebody's machine goes out. I have loaners at all the locations, and I have a backup here and there. But I ended up having to rebuild some recycled machines, so that way they were ready to go. They can run Win 10 without any security stop. I made sure. I made sure to block this fucker on every aspect of our network, just because the thing that he's working on is a known security issue. It's something known as auto IT. And then for those of you who aren't aware, what it is, it's basically a program that runs a set of commands, like a set of keystrokes, a set of mouse swipes, to any machine running this. You basically load it up in a console, send it off, it'll do everything it needs to do, and provided that it all fits properly, you know, it'll run it. It's a massive security issue because it's known for you, like, for being used in malicious acts. I have multiple things built into my network that even if you det- if it detects anybody downloading auto IT, it'll send an alert to me and cancel the download. 
I'm proud of that shit. But anyway, I was like, all right, I can do this. So I set up these machines for them. I ended up staying till nine o'clock. It was like a 14 hour day for me. Right. And I was, I was so exhausted. I send him the message. I'm like, Hey, I got these laptops for you. They're sitting in the lab. All this fun stuff worked late for you, you know, so on and so forth. I got a 10-4. Thanks. It wasn't even, it wasn't even thanks. Like, that was the thing that pissed me off the most. It was thamsk. He misspelled thanks. And I'm just like, I really, I really just put all this effort into you. Mind you, I had other projects I was working on. At one point, I had three laptops running at once. One for a new, or one for a replacement. One, uh... And two for his setup. And I'm just like, bro. And then, like, I had other things I was working on. I had, like, more security stuff. I was coding. I was like, I can't. Like, I was spinning in my desk just to, all right, I'm working on this. One, two, three, four. All right, let me turn over here. One, two, three, four. Over here. One, two, three, four. And it's just like, oh, my God. Thankfully, you know, this is all coming at the tail end of all this. Thankfully... As I tell you all these stories today, I'm proud to say that a lot of this is in the past. It is said and done, but straight out, it was exhausting. Like this whole week, this whole month has just been a very hard month in general. And it's not, and like, here's the first point I want to make about emotional exhaustion. It's not all negative shit. Like, let me counteract some of this with you. Alright, so, because when we talk about exhaustion, it always sounds like it's in the negative. But, real, like, being realistic here with y'all, some of it is some great news that you get excited about, you're happy about. You know, let's jump back a little bit to the front of the month. Like, it again, it blows my mind that February is almost said and done. But, it's... It just also blows my mind how much shit was crammed into February, you know? Like, we had the first anniversary of podcast. We had our first, like, we completed our first sponsored stream. You know, hopefully I see that pay out sooner rather than later. I got a massive raise. You know, a $17,000 raise because I knew how to negotiate and shit. And I got a massive job title upgrade. Is it official yet? Fuck if I know. I need to double check that so I can, you know, put it on my LinkedIn. But these are like, and then I keep getting sponsorships. I'm, you know, able to do a game that I have so many wonderful memories of. In fact, I know this is Monday. I know it's Monday when you're listening to this. So on Wednesday, uh, I think that's actually the first of the month. I'm going to be doing my first War Thunder sponsored stream. I have to do two sponsored streams with them. I might do three with them. Because, straight out, I love me some War Thunder. Alright, I used to play this game back with my old roommate. And, like, straight out, I don't... (laughs) I don't remember everything about it. I consider myself a new player. Because it's been, like, four or five years since I last played it. But... Genuinely speaking, I remember having some amazing fun with it, and the fact that War Thunder came through and offered me a sponsorship, and then all of a sudden, World of Warships came through and offered me a sponsorship, I was beyond the moon, because I used to play World of Warships so much more, because I was like, oh yo, I'm down with this, the only reason I didn't take up the World of Warships stuff was because 
It... <laughs> you would like War Thunder, Mr. God of Thunder, says Raimu. I mean... <laughs> I like flying planes. I like doing stupid things in planes. It's not it's not even just like gaming planes. I love aviation in general. Like I always told myself if shit fell through, if I couldn't find a job after I got out of college and I needed to, I would go into the Air Force because just the physics and the fucking math and the technology behind it all fascinates me so much. I would be so Damn proud to be a pilot. And I might still do it. Who knows? I'm still young as fuck. I'm 28. But, you know, down the line, maybe I'll swap careers to pilot and fly my ass over to Japan or Singapore. Because God knows it's fucking expensive to do it otherwise. (laughs) But straight out, you know, I have been super blessed by these opportunities. And the only reason I didn't do the War Thunder one was, or not the War Thunder, the World of Warships, was because it required more audience participation that I felt like would be possible. Not to say that, like, my chat and everybody else wouldn't join in to help me make some cash, no. But it was very much like, oh, hey, you need to have this amount of people reach this level. And I'm like, I I don't want to do that. Not right now. We did that last month. This one is entirely skill-based. So, basically, I can have y'all join me if you want. But the whole premise of it is, is as I'm playing games, so long as I get one hit, a single shot, ba-tam, I get paid. (laughs) I have to get a certain amount, like, (laughs) I have to do a certain number of battles, but... I just gotta hit one person, and I'm straight. Ayo, I used to be able to hit some people. So, I like flying planes into my own house for fun. <laughs> Jesus, Raymu. No, like, seriously, I love RC planes. I love drones. So, you know, being, like, getting this offer to do War Thunder and, like, a game that I genuinely have good memories with that I don't have to fake it like I had to for Raid Shadow Legends, like... Oh, God, it's such a breath of fresh air. And all that to say, too, is, like, when I finally got to file my taxes, I had to do Twitch taxes again this year. So you're just telling me I have to be a human pincushion and you get money? I don't think you have to be a human pincushion. Rather, if you join via my link... I love drones. Seth or Obama, not sure. Oh, Christ. I've been listening to way too many of those uh, fucking President Deepfakes. Like, the ones where they're playing games with each other. I've been listening to that shit so much. That's my new obsession right now. I'm not even gonna lie. Like, <laughs> I, there was one that came up on Twitter. I know I'm getting way off topic, but there was one that came up on Twitter today that was like all three of uh, the presidents, so Trump, Joe, and uh, Obama riding on like a roller coaster together, and it was like the happy ending one where like Biden was scared and Trump and uh, Obama were just giving him shit. Dude, I love those. I hate the fact that AI has gotten to the point where voice actors are being replicated Especially without their consent. But, damn it, if the (laughs) presidential AI, like, all those fucking memes, I fucking adore it. Oh, God. 
I am so excited for the day you guys asked me to do an AI episode. I want to just go on such a deep dive with y'all and be like, look, your job's not going to be taken by it. Unless you're doing monotonous work, you're straight. I love, oh, Rami says, I love President Deep Fakes and the Joe Rogan ones. Those are good, too. The Ben Shapiro ones are pretty funny, too. Like, he just randomly shows up. (laughs) Ah, shit. Okay. So. But no, let me dial it back a little bit. And the deep fakes do sound fake, though, except for Chilled, since he talks like a robot anyway. I would enjoy an uh, AI episode, says Ramu. Hmm. Maybe next week. Maybe. Well, I will probably do our security episode first, and then go on to do our, cyber sec- or our AI episode. But anyway, and again... If you have any questions about, like, the cybersecurity side of things or the AI side of things, feel free to send them into plumescast at gmail.com. I am here to answer those questions. I'm actually proud to say that I've uh, started up a blog of sorts. It's not ready to go quite yet, but I figured it would be good to go in tandem with the podcast so that way I can talk about things I talked about on the podcast itself and just be like, okay, you know, Here's my thoughts after listening to it, after all this time, and everything else, you know? Um, That said, I want to go back a little bit with y'all. And I want to tell y'all straight up, like, why your boy still is kind of emotionally exhausted. Because just, you know, it comes up out of nowhere. And I think that's the biggest you know, surprise gotcha factor that I got for y'all tonight is the thing about exhaustion is you never know when you're going to hit it, especially if shit just keeps piling up on top of you. You know, for me, it was a hard month in general because February, as I mentioned off recording, um, February would have been my father's birthday And it also would have been my brother's birthday. So at the start of the month and the end of the month, I'm usually pretty bummed because instead of, you know, celebrating somebody's life, which I still do, don't get me wrong, but it's just a portal for, you know, emotions to start flowing through again. As we've talked about before, you know, also, real quick side thing, and I promise... I did not mean to interject this in here, but I promised my sister, the one that I have always made fun of on the start of podcast, talking about, you know, my sister said, or, uh, crap, how did it go? I've lost it already. Oh. You know, when I told my sister I was starting a podcast, she groaned and said, "Ah, all you millennials do. And you know what? She's right. Yeah, no, I told her about that. She forgot about it, and <laughs> I was telling her, like, um, I was going through doing recording, or I was doing uh, taxes for all the Phantasma Plume stuff when I was on the phone with her last time, because she asked me why I was still getting my taxes done instead of doing it myself, and I was like, oh, because I have all this other, you know, 1099 stuff coming in, and I'm trying to figure out how to best work all that fun shit, um... Which, oh god, doing taxes as a sole proprietorship, it, 
Suffice to say, I appreciate everyone who subscribes to the podcast and who subscribes to the Twitch and subscribes to the YouTube and clicks the like button and watches all the ads and puts in the little funny money at times because, hey, yo. <laughs> I actually know. I know I'm jumping between things right now, but I was able to zero it out because after, like, after filing everything through, I would have owed money, but I was able to deduct things in the office and the electricity of it, so I was able to kind of, like, balance it back out. I probably would have gotten more of a profit, but when you do that, thanks, James, Maximilian Pegasus, (laughs) but... Um, I was able to balance it all out, so they were like, alright, you know, you could have made a gain on this, but, you know, because you did it this way, uh, you're just gonna zero out. I'm like, that's fine. I'm fine with that. I ended up, uh, I ended up basically neutral. I made a little bit back from state, um, and I owed a little bit to federal because of streaming stuff and just, uh, really freelancing in general. And I was just like, well, fuck, alright, let me adjust how much I'm taking out. If y'all want tax episode, we'll talk taxes. I ain't gonna go through all my tax bullshit, but I can at least run you through the shit you need to know. Especially as I'm learning it. But to go back, and as you can tell in my voice, that was also a step of emotional exhaustion. And mental exhaustion. Because, basically... February is just a busy month. You're doing taxes. I've got two dead family members on my mind. I've got, you know, Valentine's Day, which don't get me wrong. I love Valentine's Day. I love being able to spend it with the Fox wife. That was, without a doubt, one of the best days I could have spent with her. We had just a simple, you know, stay inside day. We made plans to stay inside and, you know, build a little tent. And things changed a little bit. But... All in all, we got to spend a bunch of time together, and I will fucking cherish those memories much longer than anyone will ever realize, including her. But, all that to say, you know, because there was an up, the downs hit that much harder. And, you know, especially, like, I can say this too, if you are alone on Valentine's Day, the middle of the month fucking blows. It absolutely sucks, because just... You see all this happy, you know, good, lucky, go lucky bullshit. And it's just like, bro, I'm single. I don't want to see this. There's no singles appreciation day. You know, it's just a fucking myth to buy 75% off chocolate. So, <laughs> like, it's just being aware of all these different things that can, you know, start beating you up. And then you got taxes coming through. And some people, they make a bunch of money back on the refund. And they're idiots. Because they're letting the government hold on to that money for free without, you know, without uh, any type of, fuck, dividend? No. No, what's the word? What's the word? What's the word? Ah, shit. Interest. Thank you. Ah, yes. Thank you, brain. (laughs) But without any kind of interest. And then, you know, they're all like, oh, I got all this money, dee 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 And then you get people like me that have to pay a considerable bit to get it all said and done. And if you don't have that money, especially because everything's been so fucking expensive lately, it it's like I had put so many things on pause because I wasn't sure where my taxes were going to end up this year. 
and you know talking about tax stuff with my uh accountant it feels kind of the same going into next year but let me just talk about this past four days okay talk about where my emotional and just mental exhaustion hit the roof and then I want to talk to y'all about what does it mean essentially to feel emotionally exhausted so you're aware when you're going through it and then I want to leave y'all with some advice as to you know what kind of things you can do from yourself and things that I've been doing because let me be just entirely you know realistic with y'all this shit fucking blows you know because it comes out of nowhere it hits you in the gut and you're just you're sitting there like the fuck happened i don't know it sucks so let's go back i told y'all the story about how i had to work late thursday night it was like a 14 hour day i'm tired i come home i find out my ac is dead again This isn't the first time, this isn't the second time, this is the third fucking time. And every time it's the same piece. And you know, it's always when we swap over from the heater to the AC, to the AC to the heater, and to the heater back to the AC. Every time we have to call somebody out because something about this bitch ain't working. And you know, mind you, thankfully, we went from like a heat wave... Rainbow adds the quote, the fuck happened? I don't know. <laughs> Girl from the grudge or Seth. <laughs> but genuinely, it blows my mind that this is the third time we've had to call them out. And we send in the maintenance request Thursday night because the thing isn't working. It's like 80 degrees in our apartment. We can't open the windows because of rain. And, you know, it just... It's hot as balls. We have fans going, which it reminded us of something else that pissed us off about this apartment. We were supposed to get a new fan. Like, they sent out an email probably about four-ish months ago at this point saying, Hey, if you guys don't have a fan in your master bedroom, give us a call. We will put one in for you. It was supposed to be in everybody's. Also, if you don't have an ice maker, we will gladly put one in for you. I'm sorry. I just raised my hand. <laughs> I know Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. All y'all won't see that, but I raised my hand for dramatic effect. <laughs> and I was just like, all right, yeah, no, we, we would love a fan. Radio silence. Nothing. And so when we put in this thing or this maintenance request, you don't hear anything from them for four days. It was literally about two thirty ish, like right before the fox wife was set to get home, that somebody came out, fixed it, same issue as last time, condenser pipe had started leaking again. And, you know, it makes me just fucking wonder how long this fix is gonna last. And I'm praying that if You know, summer comes around, and it's scalding hot, and that fucking AC goes out again. Ooh, Lord, I'm I'm gonna have words. (sighs) But when we were going through all this fun stuff to send in the maintenance request, fun fact, we moved into this apartment in May. 
okay? We got it early in May because I knew I was going to be traveling a lot in May. Same for this year. But we got this apartment in May so that way we had the full month of May to move out from old apartment to new apartment. It was like an hour drive both ways. And straight out, we were supposed to get a letter of, hey, do you want to renew or not? We have not gotten that letter. And in that nice little maintenance portal, fundo, mondo, whatever, it says up top, hey, you were supposed to receive a letter talking about renewal. If you have not received this letter, call the office. So once again, we have to do their work for them. Because genuinely, like, as much as I enjoy this apartment, as much as I enjoy the fact that we have a beautiful set piece back here that we've built up together, that when everything's said and done and I turn off the lights and all the stars light up, that shit's fucking nice. But what pisses me off is this apartment fucks around way too much. And they're about to find out. Oh, God. So... I'm going to give them a call probably tomorrow and figure out that stuff. But that's not the end of all of our struggles, okay? That was some piss-off points for sure. It led to a lot of, you know, rough sleeping nights. And the worst part about it is, too, is your boy isn't sick, but I'm definitely fighting something. So at some point last week, I was running a fever. I was running like a 101 fever. And I was, like, down for the count for a little while. I was just like, okay, this sucks. I threw up at one point, And I was just like, where the fuck did this come from? Well, a couple of weeks prior to, I noticed that my resting heart rate had jumped up from, like, you know, mid-50s. Usually when I'm asleep, I'm in the 50s, like, barely touching into the 60s. Now it's, like, in the 75s. Touching into the 80s. Something is clearly not right. I know my body is fighting something. And I can feel it every now and again. But I, you know, was clearly sick. I'm sleeping in a hot apartment. And I was just like, bro, what the fuck? I feel fine-ish. There are times where all of a sudden I get exhausted. And I'm just like, I don't want to do anything. And I just fall asleep. Or, you know, I'm lethargic. But it's not like, oh man, I've ever, I'm fully down for the count. I don't know what's going on on that front. Um, but to add on top of that, we, like, I was trying to take advantage of the fact that I was working from home on Friday, okay? I had busted my ass the night before. As y'all know, I make comp time now. So I was like, you know what? I don't mind taking a little bit of a longer lunch to shoot through all my tax stuff, send it off. And have my agent my agent take care of it. And I almost said <laughs> group that I work with. I, it probably doesn't matter. But at the same time, I have no clue. Because their software is fucking with me hardcore. But I send it off. Takes a little while. She comes back. Asks me some questions. I think everything's hunky-dory. Well, she sends back... You know, a little while later, she's like, okay, I'm all said and done. You know, you just need to review this. You have to pay this amount because you owe this much. And then you owe us, you know, 500 bucks to have all your paperwork done. I'm like, okay, that's fine. I go to click on the link that she sent me. 
the link doesn't fucking work. And then all of a sudden, I'm getting a call from the previous tax person I worked with down at the old location, and they're like, hi, we just started working on your taxes. I'm like, the fuck you are? (laughs) The fuck you mean? There's no way in hell. I just filed it with somebody else. I just paid, you know, X amount of money to, you know, send it through. And, like, how, how did you get my information all of a sudden? And she's like... Uh, uh, I don't really know. Also, the fox wife is here. Hi, baby. Wow. <laughs> Man. Wow. Man. Thank you. <laughs> Do you want the rest of the coffee, baby? <laughs> the fox wife, everybody, the love of my life. She looks so cute. Anyway, to get back into my heated moment, (laughs) my heated gamer moment, (laughs) like straight out, this woman calls and she's like, hey, I got your tax stuff. I'm like, how the fuck do you have it? (laughs) Like somebody else just finished it. And she's like, I don't know. Your stuff just ended up on my desk. And I'm like, no, I went through and canceled everything with you. So I think that was part of the issue because she's like, well, I already started working on it. I'm like, well, you better cancel what you did. Now, mind you, I... I may, I'm saying it like this. Please know I am the most respectful when it comes to any kind of service worker. You know, so even though in this recording I'm just like, yeah, you better fucking, you know, go back and cancel what you did. I'm like, oh, ma'am, I'm so sorry. Like, I don't under, I don't know how this got over to you. I was just working with somebody up here. And I was sure that I canceled everything with you because, you know, you were my last person. I canceled that meeting and I thought it was all canceled out. And she's like, yeah, our system's just been, you know, messed up. And I'm just like, no shit. So I end up having to call the tax places support line. And I'm like, hi, this is what's going on. What do I do? And the tax line's like, let's transfer you to IT. I smirk. I'm like. Really? Okay, let's go. I talked to somebody in IT. Now, mind you, I understand. IT in itself is, by all means, a pretty reclusive position. You know, you're not really talkative that much. You And very rarely do you ever go in front of customers. So, I imagine this person was probably just like a frontline engineer. But I was just like, yeah, no, this is what I'm seeing. This is... You know, here's how I'm doing it. Here's the steps I've taken to resolve it. Blah, 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 blah. And, you know, I got to admit, even though they weren't very talkative, they were very chill. And they were like, you know, like I walked them through my steps and then like, oh, wow, you know what you're doing. And I'm just like, yeah, no, I'm system admin. This I've been in your rodeo before. It's not the exact same one, but I do what I try to do. And they're like, oh, well, you know, this is what you got to do. Have your t- uh, tax person resend the stuff. It's not going to double charge you or anything, but, you know, just have them resend it. It's an issue that we've known. Uh, it was supposed to be resolved in February 3rd, but apparently it's not. I'm like, yeah, well, that works. So fast forward, I send another message, and they end up sending me back another tax thing. I'm like, cool, it worked. But I just to be up front with y'all, it's nothing is more stressful than somebody fucking with your tax information. Because, sh- <coughs> oh, excuse me. Because straight out, mm, excuse me. Straight out, you are sitting there, 
this is all your information for the past year, and you need to have it done by a certain time, else somebody's going to go bop, bop, bop on your door and be like, hey, you owe us money. This is why I paid the extra $50 for, you know, identity protection and fucking, you know, rest or peace of mind, as they call it. So that way, if something does happen, it's on them. But let's add on to that. So you can tell, you know, right now, I'm clearly heated. But the worst part of this entire thing had to be saying goodbye to two pets. Okay. We, the fox wife and I, her sister lives in the same er, apartment complex as us. We've talked about this before. And she had decided to rehome one of her dogs because the dog was getting older, um, was having a bit of potty issues here and there, and she's pregnant, you know, can't really take care of the dog. We were out and about just trying to have like a nice relaxing Saturday and it also matters sleeping matters is sleepy I'm so goddamn exhausted <laughs> see matters knows what's up says sultry sexy voice is gonna put me to sleep I'm about to talk about how we <laughs> we had to say oh my god anyway Jesus homie <laughs> um long story short she decided to get rid of the dog we went to go say goodbye to the dog because we had we walked the dog out pretty often and generally speaking like I love I love that dog. It's like a chihuahua um I have impeccable timing apparently. Yes, you do. Uh but it was like a chihuahua corgi mix. Very cute dog. But ultimately what we ended up deciding on because they had already found somebody that was going to take them. Uh, we said if it fell through with them, we would gladly take the dog. And at first I was scared. I was very terrified because I'm just like, that's another animal in our apartment. You know, how's it going to act with the rest of the animals? And I was just like, this this is a little much considering everything else that was going on. Like I'm like mentally and emotionally burnt out. So trying to come up with an answer like that while people are staring at me, it's just like, Okay, here's what we'll do, you know, but thankfully, you know, and also regretfully, uh, the dog that, or the people that they went to take her to were incredibly kind. She looks so happy, like, and the people were about, you know, Juju and I's age, so it's going to be well taken care of, and that in itself is such a massive relief, but sad, it's always sad, but the worst part was after, you know, debating all this and, you know, going back and forth and trying to figure out all this while dealing with the tax stuff at the same time, while being sick, while being tired because I haven't been able to sleep well because the AC has been out. After all this, I hit a breaking point when I came into our bedroom and one of our guinea pigs was dead. Koakuma, the middle... Piglet uh, was about seven years old, and based on the way she was laying, she went peacefully. She, and the reason why Meher says he has impeccable timing, literally not more than five minutes after I found the body, he sends me anime titties on Discord. (laughs) 
<laughs> and this is not the first time that this has happened. When I found out my mom was dead, in less than a couple of minutes, Meher sent me some titties. And I'm like, ah, <laughs> how do you know? Uh, Jesus, it's always funny as fuck to me. But no, she was spalled out, you know, fully extended, curled around, um, curled around a food bowl, <sighs> eyes closed, legs, yes, it was, hairs, <laughs> um, but arms out, legs out, which, for y'all who don't have guinea pigs, that is one of the biggest signs of trust, because guinea pigs can sleep with their eyes open. They also tend to curl up into a ball and hide when they are when they don't feel safe, when they feel threatened. So to find her out-ish in the open, mind you, she was still kind of covered by one of the hanging things, but to find her out, eyes closed, arms out, it meant she went happily. And it was, wasn't sickness, it was old age, you know, and she had given birth to, you know, Lunasa, so that took a little bit of her life expectancy off. And genuinely, the thing that, like, really set me over the edge was calling all these different pet cremation spots, because, you know, clearly we wanted to do something with her. You know, we didn't want to just bury her in the apartment complex. We didn't want, like, some people were, like, on Reddit were like, oh, you know, put them out and alongside a tree with a little shrine to them. You know, return them to nature. I just, in my heart, I saw us doing that, and then all of a sudden a hawk coming down, grabbing it, and going. I'm just like, oh, I don't want to do that. So we called a bunch of cremation spots. We called a spot that was 24-7, actually. And they were like, hey, uh, we'll call or we'll have your, our director call you in the morning. I'm like, okay, cool. The director calls at 8 a.m. Mind you, we are up late because we're crying. And like the tears from that led down a whole ass gateway of looking through family photos and pictures and videos just because I was trying to find when, like how old Koakuma was, you know, and I kind of roughly pinned it down to, you know, 2017-ish when I would have gotten her. But she was already of mature age because she was pregnant when I got her. So, yeah, she's about six, late six, early seven. Mind you, the life expectancy of a piglet is anywhere from four to ten years. Really pushing it on the ten. But... Knocking on wood, Patch is doing great. Um, all that to say, I was looking through old family photos because I was looking at like stuff from my old Florida trip and everything else, and it was just so despairingly depression or like so despairingly depressing to look through all that and see all these people that again you're reminded are gone. And as I've talked about before. When that wave of depression hits, it hits hard. And you go under, and you start, and you lose it. 
And it's like, yes, to some degree, I had to be a rock for Juju because she, you know, is distraught about the piglet. She only knew her for a year. I knew her for six, seven. And I struggled to get my emotions contained enough. But what I ended up doing because of that was I ended up letting out more emotions about, you know, family members that aren't here, birthdays that I can no longer celebrate, and just hearing their voices for the first time in such a long time. It hit me so fucking hard. I was crying for hours at a time. My eyes were so swollen. And, like, I've I've been crying a fair bit this month as is, just because, and being entirely upfront. Just because, you know, I saw Titanic for the first time, that hit hard-ish. I had to watch something else immediately after because I couldn't get all the emotions that I wanted to out during Titanic. Because I knew what how Titanic ended. So I was like, I gotta make jokes, I gotta make light of this. Because, one, if I laugh about something, it's more memorable to me. And two, you know, it eases some of the pain. But I made, like, plenty of jokes during that movie, and I was still depressed at the end of it, and had to watch something that made me even more depressed, and, oh god, I was sobbing that night so fucking hard, but, all that to say, you know, (laughs) Ramu just started playing the Titanic flute in chat, Jesus, so, all that to say, it broke me, I was, like, there was a point where I just looked up to the sky and I was just like, well, to the ceiling. I'm like, how much more are you going to put me through? How much, like, how many more battles do I have to fight this month? Like, what all, what's next? And then I realized something. A lot of this was because I had emotionally exhausted myself. I hit a point that I didn't know was possible. And, you know, it came time to start realizing, like, what bits about everything that happened this month were emotional exhaustion versus, you know, being sick versus everything else. And mind you, we have talked an entire, you know, however long about, you know, the things that caused this. Maybe you'll relate to some of those things. You have these frustrations that happen day by day. And just because you're going to be overwhelmed by like various demands that when you finally exceed what you have, like what capacity you have and your ability and like what your perceived ability to cope with it is, you just drop, you know, it's kind of like, it's kind of like having a fucking bottle of water. Okay. When you are thirsty, you drink the water, okay? And you run a little... And, like, if you don't refresh the water, you're going to run out of water eventually. By the time you hit emotional exhaustion, you have not only drained that bottle, you have crunched it up into your hands and are desperately licking on the inside to get any little bit of cope that you can get. And sometimes that's not in the healthiest ways. There were times where I thought, man, I could use a drink, which mind you, I don't drink like nearly at all. Yes, I have a coffee liqueur in my fridge that, you know, a coworker gave me, but fuck if I drink it at all. And like, 
I remember just sitting there like I could I could go get a bottle of Fireball or something and just take a little bit of the edge off. I'm like, no, this ain't me. You know, there were times I found myself getting mad at people that definitely didn't deserve it, and I was just like, no, 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 this this isn't right. This is why I'm feeling this way, and it became a battle. It became a war between this me that I am and this other me that's sitting inside me that's like, we need to get, you know, we need to get our water back. And just like, we're hydro homies. We don't, we're homies. We don't do that. So, with all that said, I want to walk you all through what kind of things you can feel when you're emotionally drained. Because it's a little different for everybody. And, you know, I wrote down a couple of things from a bunch of different sites when I was looking it up. To see, like, am I sick? Am I depressed? Am I drained? What the fuck's wrong with me? Because that's what we do. We want immediate answers. And when we can't find immediate answers, we're just like, bro, what the fuck? And then we get more upset. And then it just spirals. And when you start to spiral, boy, oh boy, if you don't have your hands on that clutch, you will go deep. I have never used the term spiral so much in, like, the past couple of weeks that I have with Juju. Because I'm like, I'm spiraling. I'm This isn't right. This doesn't feel right. I'm not feeling like me. And that's why, you know, when we get to things you can do to get yourself out of that spiral... The biggest thing is have a good support group. Have somebody you can tell. Somebody you can be honest with. And just be upfront and be like, hey, this is how I'm feeling. This is why I'm feeling this way. So, before I get there though, let's talk about what emotional exhaustion is to most people. Okay? So, the first and foremost is it's like any kind of exhaustion. You don't have, like, you have terrible work performance you have maybe you're taking time off work because you're tired and you don't want to come in or your work's gotten more poor because you just don't want to fucking do it and because of that you are now stressing out more because your bosses are coming up to you like hey uh you know you're supposed to be doing x y and z why aren't you doing x y and z and you're like i i that did x I'm like i'm sorry x took me a long time to do and they're like well we really need y and z done if he can't y and z done that'd be great you know and it's just like And it starts eating you up. Like, why am I slowing down? I could do Y and Z last week. Just perfectly fine in like an hour. Why is it taking me so long to do X? And it starts carrying. You start this snowball effect. Where just the littlest things start to compound into something bigger and bigger. And when you don't realize that's coming, you're sitting at the bottom of the hill. When you have that snowball start, it seems small. But eventually that bitch is going to get big as fuck and plow into you. That's when you sucked up all the water, all your cope, like all your coping mechanisms and your, you know, reservation or uh, reserves of just well-being. And all of a sudden this big ass snowball just off to the side you go. (laughs) So because of that, you also start experiencing low motivation you can't, and again, you can't concentrate. You, because of, you know, all these different stressors coming in, you start 
increasing your emotional reactivity to things. Things that wouldn't piss you off before all of a sudden set you off instantly. Like, for me, I, I'd like to think I'm a very easygoing person. That shit, <laughs> that shit went out the window this past couple of weeks because, you know, I'm trying to do all these different things and I'm trying to get all these different answers and when I'm playing all these different stupid games with people, it pisses me off. You know, we had a guy come in to fix our AV system and dude didn't know what the fuck he was doing. And it was obvious he didn't know what he was doing. And he was just riding the clock. He's like, to do a firmware update. He's like, it's going to take an hour for me to do this firmware update. The fuck kind of planet you live on? A firmware update takes, you know, maybe 10 minutes at best. If you know what the fuck you're doing. And this guy clearly did not. And it still doesn't work properly. That shit. I was just like, bro, what the fuck are you on? And then, you know, because you're already starting to feel all these different ways emotionally, it starts impacting your mental levels. You know, you can't think straight. Your energy tanks. You have low engagement. You're not talking to people. You're not trying to go out with friends. You're just spiraling down. And it gets harder and harder and harder the deeper you go. Some of y'all may be spiraling right now and you don't even realize it. And it adds, like the worst part is, is this shit's just not all emotional or mental. This shit can be physical too. I can tell you with a certainty, when I start going down, and I mean going down hard, my back starts to kill me. Specifically my shoulders. Like they tense up right on, like almost in a T formation right around the base of my spine and my neck. Where, just of that T, my shoulders hurt, they don't want to move, anytime I'm sitting up, they want to loop, or they want to droop down, and just, it fucking blows, it hurts, and I can't sleep well, so it compounds again, the snowball gets a little bit bigger, and just like, oh shit, I'm about to be taken the fuck out, but the worst part of it all, is you start to feel negative you start to feel hopeless you feel helpless about your situation and you feel like you can't resolve anything because everything else is coming at you and you just like i can't i can't fight any more fights i'm at my limit please help and that's when people finally start breaking into the depression and that's when people finally start reaching into the substances that they didn't touch for years and that's when people Go off the deep end. I hope if any of you are even remotely close to that, you will listen to the next bits of advice that I'm about to give you about recovering from it, detecting it, being aware of it. And it's a hard thing to know. It's a scary thing to find out. You know, when I finally pieced it together, I'm like, ah, shit, that makes so much sense. But... It wasn't easy, by any means. And it's not... And, like, thankfully, I'm decently aware of my mental health to the point where I can say, okay, something's not right. I'm not feeling like me. Like, after stream on Monday, I was tired. I was really tired. Like, my energy had started up here and just went... Your voice is getting so low, the music drowns it out at points. Wow. 
Okay, let me turn that down a little bit. Thankfully, the people who are listening to this on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, aren't going to have to deal with that issue. <laughs> oh, shit. Thank you, Remu. But, Seth, I have a question. It'll be random, but I promise I'm on something. All right, go ahead, Mehers. What kind of question you got? Before I start going on my tangent of uh, different things you can do to help yourself. Oh, man. Take a second here to massage my face. What are your thoughts on Buffalo Wild Wings? <laughs> Homie, I'm going <gonna> to be, <laughs> be real. He's right. It is a random question. Yeah, but I want to be a good listener. Why? <laughs> um, I promise there's a reason I'm asking. I, I'm not a big wing guy. So I've not eaten a Buffalo Wild Wings often. The times I have eaten there, it's good. I'm not a big sports guy either. So I'm usually not the kind of clientele to show up there. But the times I have been there, it's good enough. You know? Mayers says, I promise there's a reason I'm asking. I'm curious. I'm curious what your answer is. Or like, what is there like a connection between, you know... Then what's your fave restaurant? Ah, shit, homie. Uh, fuck. Whenever I think of restaurants that I enjoy going to the most, I I don't exactly have a favorite restaurant. Like, I've... I've, uh, You know what? No, I'll I'll take that back. Uh, there's a... There is a Vietnamese place down south called Bangkok Cabin. That place both has some of the like the best Thai food that I've ever had, and that says something because I've had a lot of Thai food, but it also holds a lot of fucking memories for me because my dad and I used to go there all the fucking time, and I think to everybody in my family to some degree, ha- they remember you know Bangkok Cabin as a fucking wonderland of deliciousness. If I can't get down there though. And I had to choose something else. I would say my favorite restaurants. You know, sit me down with like. I guess Connie House ish. Connie House is pretty good. I, it, it really depends what I'm in the mood for. I've not found a good Italian place. I'll tell you that right off the front. Like, if I can find a good Italian place that like makes food as good as my mom's. Then I'll be... Actually, there is an Italian place that's pretty good. Uh, I haven't found a good Mexican place in a while either. I don't know. What... what, what explain your questioning. What is your reason for these questions, Mejors? Because... Ah, oh God, I'm still thinking about it. I plead the fifth. The fuck? <laughs> I was on a whole ass tangent. I expected, like... Like, some interesting thought that connected everything together. Like, oh, if you are a fan of Asian food, you know, you, uh, that wasn't a good enough tangent. Jesus Christ. Uh, you sent me on a whole nother tangent, you bitch. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't necessarily have a favorite restaurant. It depends on what I'm feeling. But... Ah, oh, man. Anyway. Mehers aside, I may, uh, 
I may or may not have been fishing for uh, national chains. We'll put it that way. Uh, t- shit. A national chain? Shit. Uh, Taco Bell. You know, let, let's just say Taco Bell. Taco Bell is not my favorite restaurant by any means. What the f- uh, What? Raymu, what are you on? I'll read that for chat in a second. But, yeah, no, Taco Bell ain't my favorite restaurant by any means, but it's definitely a comfort food place where if I'm feeling really tired, you asked for it? Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. I'm scared as to what he's about to send me. I feel like it's going to be something horny. But, anyway, Raymu asks, Seth, what are your thoughts on Flea Market Montgomery? I have no fucking clue what that is. And I want to Google it, but also I'm doing a live podcast. So I'm going to uh, really quickly take a second here and uh, flee Market Montgomery. It's a song? What? It's a song by Sammy Stevens. I have never heard of this song. What happened to Montgomery Flea Market? Stephen closed down Flea Market Montgomery, and the newly single father of four then-teen teenage kids relocated to Jackson, Tennessee. What? (laughs) Yeah, I'm gonna come... Oh, my God. No! (laughs) Never shut up! (laughs) At least make it (laughs) fucking... At least you make it a fucking chicken quesadilla, not a crunch wrap supreme. I'm not gonna read that. My sister <laughs> listens to this. Oh my sweet Christ. Oh god. Anyway. God, I was on such a good tangent. Oh my good Christ. See, that's how you get over burnout. You watch flea market guy dance. <laughs> You know, this is actually, as crazy of a sequitur as it is, this is actually a great sequitur, because this, this in itself, being able to fucking laugh with friends is one of the greatest, one of the greatest first steps to being able to start recovering. Because, seriously, reaching out to a social network for support, just in general, is one of the greatest things you can do because not only does it you know prove like allow yourself to be vulnerable and be open with the people you care about but it also in like imparts a level of concern a level of you know reliance almost where people will <laughs> oh lord Raymond's just doing quotes <laughs> quote two i got movement. oh lord anyway it were it imparts a level of you know reporting like somebody's gonna come back like if they're really your friends and you reach out to them and you're like hey i'm not feeling great and this is why i guarantee you if you keep in touch with some of those people they will gladly ask you hey how are you feeling you talked about this the other day How's this going? You know, mind you, not every friend group is going to be like that. And I can assure you, my wonderful little friend group and the little community that we've built out here definitely is not like that. <laughs> you know, there, mind you, I, I say that partially joking. I know most of these people would reach out to me if I'm like, guys, I'm, I'm not doing great. I, I gotta go for a little while. I guarantee you I'd have 
three DMs in about five minutes. One from Jello, probably with something stupid. You know, like he sent me, he sent me, apparently Elon Musk tweeted something the other day. It was like, there are mouse traps, and then there are mouse traps. Like using the derogatory trap. I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ, why? Speaking of Twitter, says Mahers, but Mahers would send me some anime titty, and Raymu would probably be the only one to say normally, like, hey, are you okay? I saw you send this. Mahers rejoined Twitter. Oh my god, he is back. Oh god, Chozo good. Choso, Choso saying, gotta get that rat tussy. Oh. <laughs> oh, God. And you were one of my first follows, Lamau. Oh, thank you. It, I'm honored to be one of your first follows on Twitter. Oh, God. Find me on Twitter at Phantasma Plumes, people. Let's go. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway. Ah, shit, y'all, y'all send me on a spiral, and that, like, the best thing about all this is the fact that the spiral exists, and we're able to laugh, and we're able to have fun, because that's the thing, you need to have these kind of conversations, you need to be able to laugh and have fun and just talk about stupid shit, and, wah. Remu says, yeah, I am legit concerned about you. You remind me a little of myself being in the fool of the depresso and yet being jolly through it all. <laughs> Joseph follows up with, need to have that rat tussie. Oh, God. Seth's been watching a, lot, a ton of Ina lately. All the wah. Ina's back. No, okay, hold up. The fox wife and I do wah more than Ina, all right? I I do enough lying as it is. <laughs> All right? And it's because of the Fox Wife more than anything else. I haven't watched Dina, but, like, maybe uh, 30 minutes here and there. Because that's the thing. Like, I started watching her again because of her art stuff. And I've been practicing on my drawing tablet here and there. I don't believe you. Well, I'm not asking you to believe me. <laughs> you can go back and watch the VODs. Available on YouTube. <laughs> All the wall sets a huge taco dachi. I definitely am not. <laughs> but anyway, fuck. Let's get back on topic, yes. <laughs> anyway, he has a six foot tall taco plush in the mail. Seth likes VTubers. Everyone point and stare. Man, Chozo, if you would teach me how to draw, I wouldn't have to go to the VTubers to learn how to draw. Stinky. But, <laughs> anyway. Ah, shit. All that to say, build awareness of your emotional exhaustion. Let people know. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Remu added the quote, the fox wife and I do more wah than Ina. Seth says, pounding the table, fuming smoke out of his ears, scaring children around the neighborhood. <laughs> build awareness of the retussie. Ah, uh, hi, baby girl. I'm being bullied for our was. <laughs> for our was, yes. So there's a VTuber that does was. That's like her call. So they're saying we got it from the VTuber. <laughs> no, who's the VTuber? Ina. Oh really? Yeah. Mm. Oh shit! That's the KK Slider shirt. 
feeling burnout torture seth for fun <laughs> god yeah no like genuinely speaking was a vtuber reference i thought it was a waluigi reference <laughs> that's how it sounds for that but uh anyway no genuinely speaking do the things that you love to do you know when you are fully, feeling fully burnt out raid incoming what's up marcus thank you for the raid hello everybody i am currently doing a live podcast but my name's seth welcome to the uh, observatorium you're listening to a live recording of Plumescast, which you can find on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcast. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> but anyway, all that to say, tell us again about the Rotussi set. The viewers need to know. <laughs> yeah, so Elon Musk posted uh, a meme that's like, there are rat traps, and then there's rat traps, using the derogatory traps. Do you know that one? I'll, I'll have to show it to you later. <laughs> it's, this man acts like a fucking child on the internet, and also, there's a follow, oh, there's a raid! Frank! What's up, Frank? Why? <laughs> oh, my lord. Hello, raiders! Context is Seth was talking about Elon Mouse Trap. Raid, hello, hello, hello. Sorry, I'm doing a live uh, podcast right now. You're listening to Plumescast, episode 33. You can find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and more. Um, but we're talking about being emotionally drained. It doesn't sound like that. We have not talked about <laughs> being emotionally drained in like the past 10 minutes. And I apologize to everybody that listens to this recorded version. But... By all means, it's fun. <laughs> We're talking about Rotussi, don't lie. Shut up, Chozo. But anyway, oh my lordy, 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 lordy. Alright, so, let's get get a little bit back down and talk a little bit more seriously. Are you about to go take... Yeah. Well, I'm sorry, baby. <laughs> but uh, I was emotionally drained playing freaking paper dolls. You deserve that? Oh. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I don't even know what Paper Dolls is, but I'm curious. Anyway. The big thing, though, is seriously, reach out to your friends. Do stupid things. Go out and have fun if you can, if you're feeling up for it. If you're not up for it, and the most you can do today is go outside, get a little bit of sunshine, that's enough. If you can't even do that, and you just go out, like, wake up, Hey, man, that's a fucking positive. Not a lot of people did that today. You hope the majority, but who knows? <laughs> oh, my God. Ramu says, I was emotionally drained, but then I saw Elon post the mousetraps memes. And I lol so hard I achieved nirvana. I'm still in bliss right now, no matter how much capitalism messes with my brain. <laughs> oh, Lord. But no. Oh, my God. <laughs> that said... Be sure to laugh. Get with your friends. Do stupid shit. Talk about the rat hussy. I'm gonna walk outside. If I don't see any sunshine, I'm gonna be pissed. Shut up, Frank. You see the moonlight, which is a reflected sunshine. It's half as good. <laughs> but, oh my god. Clearly, let your friends know. Because the people that care about you are going to reach back out. Vitamin D, baby. <laughs> And they're going to, like, legitimately, they're going to ask, are you okay? Have you, you know, done X, Y, and Z? 
You're and like let, and just the small things. If you have a friend that's going through it that you know is spiraling, just send them a message. Like, because a lot of the time when people are going through like the worst of it, they're not gonna let people know. They're gonna try, especially if they subscribe to the toxic masculinity of men can't show their feelings. Ao, by all means, reach out to them. Say, hey man, you didn't seem like yourself. Uh, I just wanted to reach out to you and see if you want to get a drink. Or, hey man, uh, I'm going to be playing Apex later. You want to hop into the lobby and just fuck around with me for an hour? You know, just be up front. You don't have to confront them and be like, you know, Hey, uh, I saw you crying off into the corner of the boys' bathroom, you big baby bitch. Unless that's how your friendship works. Which, some of mine do. (laughs) But, you can be non-confrontational about it and just be up front and be like look you know i want to play a game with you or hey i'm just checking in on you and if they talk to you from there great if not well shit (laughs) you know you did what you could so on top of that we're biologically meant to share feelings babies in isolation will die that's how pivotal it is says raymond no that's true you know you got to be able to be open and it's hard it's hard to be open when you feel like you're spiraling down and you feel like everything that you're doing is not worth shit. But that's the time where you really got to pull yourself up somehow, some way, and be honest with yourself. And tell somebody, if you have somebody like that, and if you don't, find some way to get what's locked up in here in your chest out Is it a creative means? Do you like to draw? Maybe you write. Or hey, maybe start a podcast and talk about the things that you're going through. Like, Ayo, I make the joke about Anchor FM all the time. But seriously, podcasting, blogging, any way to express the emotion that's bottling up inside you. It's a valid way of getting it out there. Even if nobody sees it, that for you that might be even better. You know, and there are great apps out there that you can download. Things that are like accountability buddies. You know, Finch was one that I used for a little while. That was just daily motivation. There's one that I'm experimenting with now called Notion, which is a note-taking, you know, wiki of sorts. It's a much more robust Windows uh, 10 notes, or OneNote. And... Hell, I'm trying to bring everything to that. Again, blogging, putting something... Even if you make like a private Twitter account or a private Discord account where you just send messages to yourself or you tweet things out to yourself and you lock down the account so nobody can see it, like, getting it out there is healthy. Don't think you are weak even for a second because you needed to cry. You're weak if you don't allow yourself that opportunity. And it's hard to come to terms to that. And if you gotta drive out 50 miles to do so, then fucking do it. Do what you gotta do to get these emotions out of you. And then when you finally get there, when you finally get those emotions out, fuck yeah, getting notion now. Love you, Seth. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> it's No, seriously, it's free. Um... There's a couple limitations of the free version, but it's free forever if it's just you editing it. I definitely recommend looking into it. Um, As I mentioned before, I've started up a blog here recently, which I'm not prepared to give out the... What the hell? 
Um, what? Interesting. Somehow I got a $25 Taco Bell gift card. I think that's spam. Anyway, um, when that uh, blog is more set up and built out, I will send out stuff about that and be like, hey, this is a supplement to, you know, the podcast. Here's links so you can go get help with. So on and so forth. Because I know people don't really expand out the Spotify stuff. So it makes it easier. Plus, it doesn't always work across different platforms when hosting on Anchor. But anyway... When you finally get those emotions out of you, then you can finally start focusing on the present. Focus on the things that you can control. Focus on the things that in the moment, even though you are weakened, you still have your hands on. And do what you can. Realize that we are all human and when we are all burnt out, you can't function at 100%. There's going to be a couple of days where it's called the bare minimum Mondays, where you do fuck all. You just make sure everything's up and going and, you know, you keep yourself looking busy when really you're watching YouTube. You know, that's okay to have if that's what you need. If you can't get away from work enough to sit down and relax with yourself, well, there you go. But focus on the present. The past is already said and done. The future is yet to come. The reason today is called the present is because it's a fucking gift. Don't waste it. That said, you know, do what you can. If the best you can do today is just wake up, then pat yourself on the back. You did it. You did great. You did fucking amazing. Some people can't even do that. If you wake up and take a shower, good fucking job. Don't let anybody undersell that. Because even if you are progressing one centimeter a day, you are achieving greatness and well-being in your own way. And one day that one centimeter will grow to two, and two to four, and four to six, and so on and so forth. Should have been four to eight to keep it mathematically correct, but you know, we we, we take things. <laughs> Mehers just says why. <laughs> But then, you know, in doing all this, you have to remember your strengths. One thing that I found helped me the most was when I was really down, the fox wife and I decided we were going to get a hamster. And this is a hamster that she's been wanting for a long while now, about two months. And her name's Pepper. Very cute little hamster. She has been sitting in the back of her store for the longest amount of time because she was sick when she originally came in. And when they, when pets are sick, they stay in the sick room for a little while and then they basically go on reserve until, you know, the healthy animals are sold off. So this little girl was sitting there for like two months. She was healed up, she was ready to go, and she was in like a small little enclosure. So, we had thought about it, and the thing about Koakuma was, to me, she was more than just a $5 adoption. To me, she was a new add-on to the family. Because that's the thing, if y'all don't know how Koakuma came into my life, I had had Patch for a couple of months... And I realized she needed a friend because I wasn't home enough because I was working more and I was still going to school. 
and I was looking for a compatible guinea pig. So one day after work, I went to a Petco that was nearby my, uh, my job at the time. And in there, there was a guinea pig for adoption for five bucks. The family had, uh, the family had given up rights to her, basically had left her there and without really the store owners being able to say anything. So I see her and they're like, ask about me. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, I'm buying my hay or whatever for patch. And I go over and I'm like, so what can you tell me about that piglet in there? And she's like, oh, she's incredibly shy. She's, you know, small, you know, she was left on the side by this family, you know, her adoption fees like five bucks and like, but she hasn't interacted with anyone, you know, you don't have to take her. And I was like, all right, well, let's try. So I go over there and I put my hand in the cage and sure enough, that fucker, the first and only time she has done this jumped into my hand and I sighed. I'm like, all right, she's coming home with me. Let's get this going. And she has been my loving Guinea pig who blessed me with two boys and one girl, the two boys, as far as I'm aware, are still doing wonderfully. Um, but her daughter is still with us and the rest is history. I was able to give a $5 Guinea pig, a new chance at life. And I wanted to do that for pepper, not because I'm a martyr or anything like that, but because the amount of change you can make in somebody's life we don't know how long people are for this world. We don't know how long animals are for this world. That's why it's important to take every single moment that we're given, the gift of the present, and use it to the best of our abilities to create memories, to cherish things, to build bonds. I wanted to do that for Pepper. Also, Ramu says... Present as in time is actually from two Latin words, whereas present as in the gift is from the middle French phase in meaning in the presence of the receiver. They just happen to have the same spelling. This is my friend, everybody. <laughs> this, this is Remu, everybody. <laughs> oh. But all that to say... When you're focusing on the present, focus on gratitude. Be thankful for the things that you have. BRB, gonna give Cooper all the treats in the house so he knows how loved he is. Wah! <sighs> Go hug your animals for me. Like, I, I don't usually ask for photos or anything like that, but if you want to send them along my way, I would be ecstatic to see what pets and all you have. Um, But... Seriously, focus on practicing gratitude. Be kinder to yourself. Be thankful for the things that you have instead of spiteful for the things you don't. And I know that's hard. That's incredibly hard in the world of haves and have-nots. Especially when everything just gonna get my cat's high. Um, it's incredibly hard to do that because... With social media, everybody's posting about, oh, I'm going on this great vacation. I'm, you know, I'm dating this supermodel from Ireland. And I don't know, dude. Like, oh, look at me in my new Bengali. You know? <laughs> Genuinely speaking, there are people who 
live their lives in a such a cruel way that they say you could have a ferrari why don't you have one and it's just like that's their lives and they preach that to people they're like you know this is the hustle you could get to get a ferrari you need a ferrari if you don't have a mustang or a ferrari you're a bitch and it's just like look if your entire status is your fucking car that can get smashed in an instant Bro, I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) If that's you, do you, boo. Like, I love cars as much as the next guy. I've I've gotten into plenty of trouble thanks to cars. (laughs) You know, I have entire stories about street racing and shit that definitely, definitely will get me in trouble. But at the same time, you know. (laughs) Also, Mare says, hey, don't knock people who are striving for Mustangs. No, if that is your goal... By all means, go for it. But don't allow yourself to let somebody else tell you, oh, because you don't have a Mustang, you're not happy. Don't let don't let them have that control over your life. Because once you give up that control, you have lost a bit of yourself. And I hope that if you are somebody that subscribes to somebody like Andrew Tate, who talks about that kind of shit, I hope in this moment you take a second to say, you know what? Fuck it. He's in jail (laughs) for terrible fucking things. A lot of these social media influencers who are just like, oh man, I have a Ferrari. It was so easy to get a Ferrari. Why don't more people have a Ferrari? Bruh, I ain't trying to advertise that I got a small dick. (laughs) You know? I'm perfectly fine in my Toyota. And I'm perfectly fine with my size. But at the same time, I really I really should have phrased that better instead of being like, I don't need a car. I already know. <laughs> oh, shit. But going back to it, remember, at the end of all this, remember your strengths. Being able to laugh about things is one of my strengths. Being able to teach people about the hardships I've gone through in life is one of my strengths that I've developed over time. Being able to teach people complicated things. Also, uh, Ramu says, Andrew Tate seems to be in a perpetually crappy mood where he has to assert dominance like it's a treadmill. You wouldn't really want to be him. True! But you want to know what your strengths are and run with them. Understand that if you are in a certain job, you probably got hired into it because you were qualified to do it. Or they saw your worth. They saw your ability to learn into the position. They saw something great in you. Also, Meher says, I'm not basing my self-worth on owning that vehicle, but damn it, it's the reason I'm working on getting better jobs and more money. Also, he's the epitome of small dick energy. True! (laughs) Ah, God. Anyway... Be sure to just always be mindful of yourself, what your strengths are. Be, speak positively about yourself because you get placed in the positions that you're put in, you know, the ones that you volunteer for at least, like jobs or anything else, relationships, because you opted to put yourself in there and they saw merit in you and you were worth their time. I will say this, all right? And I can say this because the fox wife is out walking her sister's dog but i told her straight up the other day when i was having one of my spiral episodes i was like i don't feel like i deserve you i 
I'm not worth your time. I'm not worth this. I'm not worth that. I even straight out said that I felt like whenever people talk about, you know, hating all men, I felt like I was one of those people they were talking about. When in reality, when people say that, they're talking about years of misogyny, years of mistreatment from, you know, men to women, talking about not even having the comfort of walking to your car, not knowing if you're somebody's watching you, not knowing if somebody's going to pop up and like uh, attack you, something like that. Genuinely, I ignored all of that and I tried to make it about me and like she had to give me a strong talking to and she's like, look, if you were anything like that, I wouldn't be here. I love you. I care about you. You are worth the world to me. And if you were anything like that, Oh, Meher says, uh, I used to tell my wife that she needed to take me to the husband's store and trade me in for a better one. So I definitely sympathize with that line of thinking. No, it's incredibly easy to be self-destructive, especially when you're a perfectionist, especially when you're depressed, especially when just life in general isn't going your way. You start being harder and harder on yourself. And when it gets to that point, you just fucking lock up. And that's why it's so important to have a partner or a trusted friend or anything to talk about these emotions with. Because when you can get it out there, you can get, you receive some of the positive reformation that you need. Also, Ramu says, uh, if you're compatible, you're compatible. Just because the logic doesn't make sense in your head doesn't mean it's illogical in her head. She has her reasons, so respect it. Exactly. So... And last, but, you know, most ins- most importantly, not least, if you have any substance abuse issues, whether that's drinking, smoking, even gaming, you know, if you obsessively game and can't get your work done, or you play way too many gotcha games, be mindful of that. Limit how much you're doing that. You're like, yes... If it is a reprieve for you and it's done healthily, okay, get yourself a drink, take a shot, smoke a cigarette, smoke a cigar, hit a vape, you know, play Senron Kagura if that's your guilty pleasure, but do it mindfully because you don't want to allow your weakened self to then corrupt your future self. You in the present make all the kind of decisions for future you in as far as what doors you can go down in moments of weakness don't allow your crutch your vices to overpower you because it will be much harder to take care of them down the line so yeah by all means if you need a drink to take the edge off a drink if you need to go out with friends have some fun then fucking go out with friends have some fun Be smart about it. Don't fucking drink and drive. Don't smoke and drive. You know, be in the presence of others. Because what you'll find, too, is when you're able to get your emotions out with your trusted peers, with these group of people that you've built over the years, genuinely it feels better. And you find yourself healing. And instead of going towards that substance, you go towards your friends. At least hopefully. And also, if any of this doesn't work, 
and you need to seek, you know, medical help, you are not weak for doing so. You are not any less of a person for going to a therapist. And you know what? If you can't handle a therapist, there are some AI therapists out there. Hell, I used one the other day just to test it. And it was completely free. I was surprised the answers that came out of it. Of course, you know, is it going to be the 100% you know, genuine and correct for everybody? Who knows? Depending on the one you use, it may not work great. But if the technology's out there that can at least help take down your barriers to talking to a physical person or a person remotely, you know, I don't recommend websites like BetterHelp or anything like that because really the better help isn't the better help, but there are other options out there. Maybe if you're in college, your school has something you can use. If you're employed, see if your company has a therapist group that you can go through. Some use Teladoc. Um, all that to say, you're not any less of a fucking person because you reached out for help. Whether that's a therapist, whether that's a friend, whether that's a family member... You are 100% valid, and a lot of the times they will see you so much stronger because you have the emotional intelligence to say, I am hurting, I need help. Because not a lot of people have that. Not a lot of people have that awareness. And most importantly, not, not, not a lot of people have that strength to come up and be honest about how they feel. And that said too, if you listen to this and you need to jot something out, by all means reach out to me. You know, shoot an email to plumescast at gmail.com. Spread out everything that you need to say. And get it out there. I'm not going to judge you. Homie, I've gone through so much shit that if you got if you go through worse, I'll be like, God damn. If you go through less, I'll still be like, God damn. Sorry to hear it, <laughs> you know? Just be honest with yourself. Be real with yourself. Be yourself and you'll find yourself coming back to strength and you'll find yourself oftentimes a lot stronger than when you went down it will pass it may take some time but all these things do so all that to say you know to wrap into the final thoughts of all this we've gone through a lot of information about emotional drainage you know when you hit that emotional exhaustion point how it feels how people can interpret it, how people, you know, may end up carrying themselves after the fact. And I hope in this, God, I don't even know how long I've been recording for at this point. Oh my God. Whoa. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Skip boop. We've been recording for an hour 31. I thought I heard the outro from the last episode play, but I'm like, hmm. So no, we've been talking a lot over this past hour 31, and just to like really go quickly through everything we've talked about, you know, being upfront and realizing that you're not doing great is the first step to all this. And when you feel like this emotional drainage, by all means, reach out to friends, reach out to a social network, reach out to somebody, even if that somebody is yourself, and get those emotions out there. Find ways to express yourself, even if it's not exactly in the most conventional way. Make a private Twitter account. Make a private Discord. Keep a journal. You know, find apps that ask you questions. 
and just reconnect with yourself. Be able to be vulnerable or vulnerable with yourself so that way you can be vulnerable with others. And then when you find that you are finally at that point where you are open and you're able to start healing, by all means, do the things that make you happy. Reach out to the storm god Thor. He's here on wisdom. So you don't have to deal... Wait, journaling is good too, so you don't have to deal with internet privacy. That, yeah, no. Inter- or journaling, I think I said that. <clears throat> but, no, seriously. If you want to reach out to me, you're more than welcome to. Shoot me an email. That Again, that is why I keep plumescast at gmail. Just because I want people to reach out if they have questions, if they have, you know, concerns, if they have, you know, they want advice on the next episode of Plumescast, whatever it may be, even if it's just to voice out a bunch of shit, I'm here. I can't guarantee I can get to everybody if a lot of people start sending through, but at least know that I go through and read it. And if I can address it, I will. But... All that said, um, you know, give yourself time to rest. Do things that you love to do. Realize that if you aren't at 100% and you just wake up, you fucking succeeded. You did something great. Every step you take towards recovery, so long as you don't come to a complete stop, is fantastic. And even if you have days where you are at a dead stop. Now I really want that AI episode. Like, holy fuck. (laughs) but um even if you come to a dead stop one day it's okay it's valid acknowledge that you had a bad day acknowledge that you didn't progress anywhere and then try a little harder tomorrow it's okay not every day is going to be perfect not every day is going to be the day where you find mental clarity and reach to the stars and you know find your strength inside your heart and summon your persona no you might have just gotten out then. And that in itself is incredibly strong. But focus on the present. You know, focus on the things you can change. Focus on the you you want to be. Be kinder to yourself. Be... <clears throat> Try not to come at yourself aggressively because the rest of the world may feel like that to you. Your work may be suffering because of everything that you're going through, you need to be, somebody needs to be kind to you, so why not be kind to yourself? And if work is causing you a headache or something like that, then talk to your boss. You know, a lot of companies these days have mental health days that you're able to take. Take one. A lot of companies, if you're cool enough with your boss, just fake a sick day, you know? Just be like, hey, I'm not feeling well. Technically, mental health is still health. You know, mind you, don't overuse your sick days, but be upfront with them. A lot of bosses want you to do the job that you need to do. And if you can work with somebody else and be like, hey, I'm sorry, can you help me with this? They will, most people will help, you know, and if they can't talk to your boss and be like, hey, I need help with this. I'm currently dealing with X, Y, and Z, you know, can you help me with this for a little bit or can you, you know, relieve me of this for a week so I can get my head back on straight, especially if you are doing something super important to the company, I think most bosses would be understanding enough. And if not, then AO, maybe that's a sign you get the fuck out of there. 
Because at the end of the day, companies may treat you like a cog. And if they are coming to that, then fucking peace, you know? God, I could have a full-on conversation about, you know, quiet firing. But anyway. Oh, wow. Most importantly of all of this, if you do not feel like you have the resources you need to help yourself, to find clarity, to recover, anything like that, reach out to people who can. Friends, families, medical professionals, therapists. Find what you need and run with it. Don't abuse it. But do what you have to do. You're not weak for asking for help. You're not weak for crying. And most of all, you are not weak for being human. So let's try and do away with that mindset. Because, let's face it, you don't have to be on the grind 24-7 just to live. You shouldn't feel that way. You deserve fun. You deserve happiness. You deserve joy. Even if that joy is just being able to see the sunset today. Now, mind you, the sun's already gone and the moon's out for me. So go get you some, you know, reflective vitamin D. But, <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, I think that is about all I have to say. So, unless anybody has anything else that they want to bring to the table real quick, we have been talking for a long, long time. I'm surprised that I was able to have all this, you know, conversation, but I'm also proud to say to everybody that's listening to this live, oh, let's see here. I mean, you're pretty weak for being a human. Black holes got you beat in power. Yeah, well, you know, if a black hole spawns next to me, I've had a good life. (laughs) You know, yes, I will do what I can to get the fuck out of there, but... (laughs) It's been fun. It's been real. I think I made people smile. By the way, Notion kicks ass. Notion, there you go. The, just to really quickly retap, or retouch on the things we talked about. Uh, Finch, it is a self-motivation app. It's basically you walk around with a little baby Finch. And as you continue to do good things, like the goals that you set for yourself, it grows, it learns, it asks you questions, and it develops a personality based off of that. It's not AI by any means, but it's just a little accountability buddy that's gamified of sorts. And then, as Raymu was talking about Notion, it's a personal wiki of sorts where you can build out this website, do whatever you want with it. You can there's a Windows app, there's a Microsoft, or there's a Macintosh app, there's mobile apps for it. By all means, I'm planning on using it as I'm starting to transition all of my different notes from OneNote to something else entirely because it's just much more dynamic than OneNote. And it's currently free, or it's permanently free for everybody that's using it for personal reasons. So, there you go. There is a 5 gig max file upload that you can do at a time, but I don't think the majority of us are ever going to hit that. So, there's that. But, anyway... All that to say, guys, remember, you can find me in the night skies across different platforms. You've got Phantasma Plumes on Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube. You can listen to Plumescast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and I promise I will get fucking Plumescast on fucking YouTube at some point. I gotta make, uh, I gotta make some screen captures, so, uh, the next set of VODs will probably be off by a day. Uh, I'll probably be working on that tomorrow, if not Wednesday. Um, And if not Wednesday, I will try and get it done by Thursday. Regardless, I will be working on those. 
Uh, we will be... I think there's like one or two more Splatoon ones. And then we move on to Psychonauts. So all that's going up onto the YouTube, which you can find at youtube.com slash phantasmplume. Should bring you to my page. Um, and of course... You can email the show directly by sending it to plumescast at gmail.com. That email again is plumescast, P-L-U-M-E-S-C-A-S-T, at gmail.com. Guys, thank you all so much for listening in, and as always, I'll talk to you again from the stars very soon. Until next time, please be well, be strong, realize if you're pushing yourself too hard, take a breather, and for my sister, this is your extra free shout-out. I promise there'll be a treasury check in the mail at some point for you for all the royalties that I owe you for making fun of you. But to the best sister in the world, thank you for being here for all this and inspiring so many life lessons and so many different stories. And guys, until next time, bye bye